This is another episode of the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. I've been gone for a long ass time, like a really, really long time. I'll explain why later, but I have my guests where I've been. I've been living life, honestly. I've been living life and I've been securing the bag. I've been working at Sony Music in marketing um, and I've just kind of been securing the bag and focusing on myself. If y'all don't know, I've been single. For about a year. Uh, have you really? Could have fooled me. Stop. Okay, no. I've, re- I've really just been living my life and just kind of like focusing on other things. And I don't want to come to this podcast like bullshitty. So that's why I like wait till the time is right. And I believe in timing. So the time is now. And I have my good sister here. Hello, Helen everyone. McKay. Yes. yes I'm Houston's in this thing. princess. Houston's very own. Houston's you, very own. You know what the fuck going on. Like I call her my sister, but you guys might know her for for working with Maxo Cream and Stomp Down Records. You also might know her as a bad, sweet-ass bitch that she truly, truly is. Um, She's one of Houston's best. I love her to death, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks, sister. Right? Happy to be here. Right? Like... I'm just here for the free tequila, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And because you dragged me here, because we lived together. Yeah, no. She she moved to Houston, if y'all don't know. Um, You mean New York? Yeah, sorry. She moved to New York. That's definitely the tequila. But, um, yes. So... What I've been up to, like I said before, I've just been kind of securing the bag, working with a lot of artists like um, at a label with Airs to Records, and yeah, I've just been doing that, but I'm back, bitches, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Our first segment is our pen pal letters, and this is what it says. So basically, you're just going to help me answer this question. Okay. Okay. So hey, Penny, I'm so glad you're back with the podcast. Okay, so I've been working on a team for a really big hip-hop artist. And recently, the artist shot his shot at me. What should I do? You need to. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know. You need to. I've I've been in the situation before where you know somebody I was working with um, felt like the need to do that, and it's not. It's nothing that you're doing because niggas are going to do that regardless. It doesn't matter. If you wear a turtleneck every day, you could come looking busted and disgusted. They're still going to shoot their shot because that's what niggas do. dusty and rusty. Yeah, like (laughs) you could be just looking too throat and they're not going to care because if they're in that kind of position and they feel like, you know, they feel like they can get to anybody. But you just got to stand your ground because I've always been like, look, you know what's up. You know I'm here. Like, don't don't play with me. And then after that, it's been all love and respect. Like, you just got to, you know, make shit clear and draw the line. All right. Now, the real question is, what if you are low-key interested? You shouldn't be because putting your professional reputation on the line is never worth it. These niggas talk to 8,000 million bitches and they're just trying you to see if they can try you. Yeah, they may seriously be interested, but there's also 7,000 other niggas in the world. Like, yeah, that's very yeah, true. Like, it's, ne- it's never worth it. It's, it's never worth it. I feel like it's more so worth being like someone's friend than like being that one-off and yeah. then you like never talk to them Cause then again. And then what if y'all fall off and fall out and then this nigga gonna be happens. like, yeah, and then and then that's putting your career in jeopardy. It's never worth it because you know that this in- industry is super small and word travels super fast and like you just gonna be looking like the bitch who just got tried and you won't go. Like that's never, it's never worth it. So just draw the line in the sand and go find, go talk to one of his partners or something. That's a great answer thanks i love it okay so let's talk more about then since we're doing that like i guess let's say you're not working with somebody like what's been your experiences like i guess talking to public figures and artists like how do you move how like what's been your like lessons that you've learned um 
I've definitely learned not to take everything like to heart because I've been in situations before where I've been out with my nigga and a girl has like tried him in front of me. And like, of course he just is like, okay, whatever. But I used to be like steaming over that shit, like losing sleep over it. Like, Oh, she think I'm pussy or something like, you know, like thinking like, Oh, like I gotta, you know, just like do the most, but that's what people are going to do. If you get into a relationship with somebody like that, you have to understand what comes with it. And just as like the same as a dude who gets into a relationship with a beautiful woman, you have to understand that niggas are going to shoot their shot. They're going to try. They're going to do it. Like, that's just how people are. So you really got to understand and be comfortable in yourself and in your situation and kind of just like, you know, like flex on a little bit. Let them know what's up. But me, like, I've never really just dated niggas like that, but I know it's like it's starting to happen. Yeah. So it's like when you become a certain type of person and get into a certain group and like, like area of and now i'm like okay there's actually a way you got to think and move or else you'll be out here like with the shit yeah i got tried he'll be be ready to like box up i got tried super hard one time me and my (laughs) nigga was we was at a a restaurant down the street from his house grabbing a drink we were about to go to like an event or something and this is when like i was not we weren't living in the same city i was like flying to visit him and stuff and uh, we were at the restaurant and um, we closed out our tab or whatever like with the, the bartender was like oh i'm about to leave can you close out your tab we were like all right cool so he closed out the tab after he closed up the tab, another bartender comes up to us and hands him a drink. Not both of us, just him. And he's like, oh, I closed up my tab. I didn't order this. And he's like, and the lady was like, oh, the bartender who was here before me sent it to you. And he's like, oh, okay. But he like didn't want it. So he just slid it to me and like I started drinking it. So after like 10 minutes, she tweets him. And she's like, I just ran into at so-and-so. He's so oh, fine. Brother. Yeah, he's so fine. I would do anything like for him or whatever. Wait, blah, no, blah, blah. that was the actual tweet, not the yeah. actual No, she tweeted tweet. it on the timeline, like That's with wild. his at in it, right? So he opens it, he starts laughing, and I see it. And at this point, I'm like, I'm like, I'm stewing. Like, I'm telling you, I told him I was going to go to her job every single day until she came back. I like literally, I was like, I'm going to stay in town and go up to that job every, go up to that restaurant every single day until she comes back so I can throw a drink in her face or something. And he was like, it's never, <laughs> never that, that deep. deep. Like, yeah. it's like, it's uh, obviously a fan or something. Yeah. Like it's like, going to happen. But yeah, yeah, you just got to, you know, know what's up. You talking okay. to you. Not that, not that bitch. Yeah. From, uh, okay. Around the way. Word, word. Okay. That's good. All right. We're going to go get into our next topic. Our next topic is change, and this is where I kind of highlight anything that I think is, like, different, especially things that are bettering the community and bettering just, like, pop culture, society, whatever the case may be. This is where that goes. Um, so my change, honestly, is D-Smoke and Rhythm and Flow. You know we, we, you know we fuck with the vibes. We ride for that Literally. nigga. Okay. Okay, so I want to shout out fine-ass, intelligent-ass, smooth-ass, solid-ass D-Smoke, the winner of Rhythm and Flow, for making his community in Inglewood a better place. You know, he, like, taught Spanish and music. That's fire. And he literally, like, his whole, like, narrative on the show was about, like, education and kind of just, like, putting all that out there. So, like, what did you love about D-Smoke? What would you say? I just thought I loved how he, like, stuck to who he was. If felt like he like never wavered or like you know even when like they would give critique it was kind of like he just kind of stuck in his ways and he was really just himself and it felt like genuine it felt honest and I feel like I was really like 
getting like in touch and like in tune with him and like his family and I was just really like fucking with that shit and then when I watched um his interview after he won and he was talking about you know like his plans for the money and how he was like buying some real estate in his neighborhood and shit I don't know just really kind of like reminded me of Nipsey just in like the terms of just like being like super fucking authentic and And super low-key like not not here for like all the extra shit just here like make music and make like the world a fucking better place yeah he just seems like genuine and authentic and I think like that's just so rare in this industry it's kind of like when you see some shit like that and it just jumps off the screen you'd be like damn like it was amazing yeah, yeah no i love like he was super solid super calm super humble and like you said like he never switched up and on like a rap show like that i feel like people are, are kind of insecure in like their flow or who they are or even like their image but he had that image from day one and that image is not like a popular image in hip-hop like that whole like conscious rapper type of vibe is not really that popular and the fact that people try to shit on that and i never so felt bad. like people were trying to like box him in or really trying to try to shit on that i feel like yeah. people were really like okay you know i can fuck with this yes he stayed like that and he actually won the fucking show and, it's, and it, it was obvious he worked on that craft for like a, for years oh for sure for sure so like okay so if D, if d smoke didn't win who would you have wanted to win london b london for b. real i fucks with her yes i would have wanted london b Dead to win ass? for sure absolutely there's nobody else there's flawless n- real talk for me i never got into him i don't know why i couldn't fuck with it i don't know why like you personally wouldn't listen to it i would never listen to it and it was just, crazy like, i personally would not listen to flawless real talk but he was an amazing rapper for somebody else i could see that for somebody else like see, from, I could like see myself and other people like mad other people like people in the car bumping to her shit. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, one that's of her, fact, one of her songs fact. I actually went and downloaded and I listened to that shit often. Mm-hmm. Like it bumps. Like what's that one? Um, how to go? I can't change. I, I can't, can't change. change. Yeah, yeah. That shit was hard on me to call it. Okay. I can't change. I can't change. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. That's hysterical. Okay, so out of the not top contestants. Who would you have wanted to stay like in the competition? Damn, you know my memory is not that good. Mine is Ray Khalil, the one who like was spitting with okay, like Okay, I liked Pat. her. She had like the she had like the um dreads and shit. Yeah. She was dope. She was a vibe. Yeah, I liked and her. And then like maybe like old man Saxon. He was super dope. I liked him too. I just felt like he would have got gotten corny really fast. Yeah. Anywho, like I fucking love Rhythm. The show in general was like a step up from all these like competition For rap sure. shows. Like they really switched it up. They really like showed like what it takes to be an actual artist and not like any of the bullshit side. I like that the money came like non contractually. Yep, that was amazing. Cause I, I remember there was like a debate about that. Everyone thought that they were gonna be like signed to this deal forever but they're really not yeah so that was really really dope and even the fact like king lowe's being able to like teach them like real like music shit yeah just the people that they got access to they got Mm -hmm. real like stage experience and like performance experience they got to put together a set you know dudes like set design and like have you know choreography and all that kind of stuff it's like that's stuff that's that's experience you don't get to come around often you know like having the pyro and shit that shit is expensive as hell so for them to get that experience Dumb. I, I I really want to know the budget on that show. I'm not gonna lie. There's just no way that they all got pyro and choreography and sets and everything, and they were the getting to do the samples of the songs. And oh yeah, that was expensive. Like, yeah, that's fuck. crazy. What? I wonder how much that should cost. Yeah, like that. Give us the numbers. All I know is King Glows needs to be teaching like a music class at NYU for sure. I've always fucked with him. I used Baby to like. I've got into him because of his fia- like his girlfriend, wife, whatever, oh, yeah. big mama. Um. Lola Monroe. Uh, yeah, Lola Monroe, She's Queen Rose, obsessed with her. And so that made me get into him. And I was like, wait, this nigga is nice. I just feel like he, the only reason he isn't just blown is he can't make a good song. But he's an but amazing he's, rapper. He's an amazing writer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's crazy that like you just can't be. And I'm glad, but I feel like, I hope he like has accepted that. Like, oh, I am an amazing like writer. Maybe I can put a song oh, together. Oh, for sure. I think he still gets his flowers. A, I'm just not a fucking artist like, yeah. like that. 
That's been lit. in the game long enough. I'm sure he's That's facts. accepted it. Did you see that Diddy was bringing back making the band? I saw that and I don't know if I'll fuck with it like I used to because making the band used to be mad toxic. You can't do all that toxic shit on TV anymore. Oh, that's very, very much so. Having facts. niggas walk 745 I mean, miles for a slice I'm of sure, cheesecake. I'm sure they're not going to have it be that toxic anymore. They can't, but which is whack because I was like, like what was so brought that shit it. back up because of like rhythm and flow. In my heart. I'm like, wait. Well, it wasn't announced. It was announced before Rhythm and Flow came out, but I'm sure they had some kind of prior oh, knowledge for sure, to the for show. Sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 But making the band, that was just some t- good old yeah, toxic like going television. To get the I, had to, I had to go get shit like that in my internships. Yeah, well, we all. But, in, it, in the, but it was never walk, had, had I never had to like fucking that. walk across walk across the damn. Goddamn bridge. <laughs> the Brooklyn Bridge. In the damn snow. <laughs> That's insanity, actually. Okay. Um, I think... Anything else about Rhythm and Flow? That show is fine. I need to be in fine as hell. Oh my God. Okay. I have one thing. My little brother met D Smoke randomly in LA. What? At the mall. And you know, he went up to talk to him, yeah, right? Got to. And they were chopping it up. And D Smoke said that his daddy dates a Kenyan. Y'all know I'm Kenyan, right? His dad has been dating Kenyans like his whole life. So he just like knows like the culture and shit like that. That's fucking so crazy. So I'm like, okay, what's up? So I'm going to run it up. Okay. <laughs> No, nah, he's kidding, he's not even my type, but I think I can see why people be attracted to him. He's very handsome. He's very like you know he just seems like he's a cool solid ass nigga. nigga. Yeah. That's period. Okay, we're gonna take it to the next segment. My two cents in a little bit. All right, we're gonna get into the next segment, which is my two cents, which is basically when I talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about and kind of give my two cents on the things that are happening, like on Twitter, on social media in the world, in pop culture, and just in the conversation. So I wanted to talk about Summer Walker and this whole social anxiety thing. Oh, brother. This Right? This isn't the first time and is not going to be the last time that the general public has been insensitive to celebrities and their mental health. Times like this are honestly why I really got into the entertainment industry. If I told you before, Kellen, like, I'm only in this shit to, like, help, like, heal because I feel like the entertainment industry is, like, that's just you with Extremely anything in life, but yeah. Yeah, and I think that, but that is very true. Damn. Why'd yeah, you read, why'd you you read a, me like that? You were a Captain Tabo. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, I really got into this shit to, like, kind of, like, impo- like, input more empathy and more humanity and, like, more psychology into the whole industry. So, yeah. So, I've been super perplexed by the way we see public figures and how... We put them on this unrealistic pedestal to the point where we don't see them as human. And the moment that they do something that's extremely human, they're plastered all over TMZ in the shade room and slaughtered to the point of no return. Like Summer Walker, like, what do you think about that whole situation? That shit is so lame to me. Like, it's cool. Like, some of the jokes are actually funny. You know, like the picture of her standing with her arms straight and they like put her blasting off into orbit and shit. Like, <laughs> that's funny. Shit like that is funny, but people really trying to sit up here and act like she's faking that shit like nigga she's been saying that shit from the jump like and and also that's some that's some random ass shit to fake bro yeah no that's really random that's random as fuck like what and it's i i guess they say that she's faking it because she's all over social media but people forget that social media you're you're not in social media you're talking to a a a phone i'm talking to a screen so there's no like real life interaction yeah i'm not and i'm not sure and then they also say because she's a stripper it's like all i know strippers who had to like down fucking pills or get fucked up to even like be on the stage. Some of the shyest people I've known in my entire life are strippers. They get crashed the fuck out. They drink a bunch and then they shake their ass. They don't say any words. 
they never have to speak and shit. It's not like they're having to like bear their fucking soul and thoughts in front of uh, tons of people. And it's like, okay, also you could be dancing in front of a hundred people, like in in a big in a big ass strip club. There's no more than fucking like what three hundred, five hundred mm-hmm. people in there. And what's crazy is some people who might be like social, like ha- be socially anxious, but sexually, like they like let that shit all out. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. can just do that shit. But that's completely different than being up in front of thousands of people singing and and everybody critiquing facts. every single thing about like every note that co- or word that comes out of your mouth. That's totally different. That's facts. And I also like. This also made me think, like, remember before, like, social media was a thing? And, like, I feel like we were, like, pretty, like, popular, quote-unquote, in high school. I hate to say that, but it's fucking facts. Like, high school, middle school, before social media was a thing. But now that it is one, more people, like, know more people because it's easier to talk to people on social media. Because it's, like, it's not as in It's not face-to-face. It's like, not face-to-face. I can, just, face, so. I, can, I can beat anybody I want to and, exactly. and come out and jump out the face exactly. on, on, So I'm trying to figure out why people don't understand that fucking difference these niggas are suckers that's why <laughs> they're fucking idiots but yeah just because you're a stripper does not mean that you can't have social anxiety a lot of strippers like we said get drunk and high and i really want to address like what social anxiety is and like how it actually works so according to psychology today social anxiety disorder is an anxiety disorder characterized by overwhelming anxiety and excessive self-consciousness in everyday social situations People with social anxiety disorder have a persistent, intense, and chronic fear of being watched and judged by others and of being embarrassed or humili- and humiliated by, by their own actions. Their fear may be so severe that it interferes with work, school, or other activities. People with social anxiety recognize that this fear of being around people is very excessive and unreasonable, but they are unable to overcome it. I repeat, they're literally unable to overcome it unless they do some type of treatment or self-medicate, which is what I feel like a lot of motherfuckers do. Oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of motherfuckers walk around here with mad social anxiety, like, and be at the party fucked That's up. That's so crazy to me like, that the niggas who be drinking lean and popping pills <laughs> is sitting up here talking about, I don't understand social anxiety. Nigga, you can't walk into the club or anywhere else without being fucked up. Nigga, the same people who have to pregame to go to the club because exactly, they can't be yes, in a... Exactly. niggas are so fraud. And I wouldn't even say, I've experienced social anxiety before and I'd be like, oh shit, like I don't, like if I'm not just with the shits, like, oh, I need a shot before. Yeah, I'm one of, like, I'm the most social person in the world and I still experience that shit. Yeah, that's facts. That's so true. So, and one thing I would say is like, it's not just like a mental thing. It can also turn into like a physical thing, which is what makes people not want to be like around others. So here are some like physical like things that happen when you have social anxiety. You can sweat intensely. You can get the shakes. You can get nausea and you can have like difficulty speaking, like getting your words out. So all of that happening. And if you're like a public figure, how do they people expect her to just like go up there and kind of just like meet and greet and just sing her heart out and whatnot if she's feeling all these like intense feelings? Like that's like unbearable to feel. It's just odd to me that people who experience those things on a way smaller scale expect somebody else to not to not to feel them on a way larger, larger scale. scale. Like, it's it, very odd. And it's like you don't have the same like expectations for yourself that you do for a stranger who has to do it on in front of the world that's 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 so odd and those are people who haven't even had those pressures of life period it's like you don't know what it's like to for a million people to just like 
watch her every fucking. You move. don't even know what it's like for five thousand. You probably or 10, people. You probably didn't even know how to stand up in front of your like high school class. You and couldn't do a read presentation. when they did popcorn reading. <laughs> you couldn't even. You were stuttering and sweating. Palms is sweaty. Knees is weak, and your arms are heavy. And you talking sitting up here talking about this girl. You Not got to real. be kidding me. No, that's that shit was beyond me. I think that was like frustrating the shit out of me because I'm like, bro, like I suffer from anxiety bad. Like I take medication yeah. for that shit. So it's like, and the people would never know that just because I'm not, I don't talk about it. But like I, I was dealing with that shit heavy, especially the last year when I got diagnosed with it and started like, you know, having to medicate and realizing like how big of a difference it made. So I'm like, damn, like you people are really sitting up here through a keyboard trying to get these jokes off. But like you, then you step outside and like you walk with your head down. You can't even look people in the eye. Facts. Can we talk more about like your anxiety? And I'll talk about, I wouldn't say I have anxiety. I have other things, but not anxiety. But let's like get more into that. Like, when did you realize like, yo, this feeling that I'm feeling might be a little bit something I need to like go check out? Um, When I was like, I could only sleep during the day. I couldn't sleep at night. Um, I would like if... I would like say it would take me forever to fall asleep. And then once I'd finally fall asleep, I'd wake up in cold sweats. Um, I would have to like, and, and it would feel like, um, you know, when you like sit on your hand for a long time and it gets like, like you get that buzzing feeling or yeah, whatever. Yeah. My whole body would feel like that. And I would have to like. Oh, yeah, that's my, how I feel when I get mad anxiety. Yeah. My, my whole body would feel like that. And I would have to like, I would get up and go like walking or like running in the middle of the night. It would be five o'clock in the morning and like. Just get the shit out. Yeah. Just, just, just to shake that feeling. Or I would be like up just like pacing around. And like at that time I was still, you know, I'd, I'd move back in with my parents. Um, and my dad would be like what the hell are you doing? It's 4.30 in the morning. Why are you like making tea and jogging around the house? Or like, you know, we had a treadmill in our house. Like, why are you running on the treadmill? And I'm like, I kind of had to explain to him. And he was like, um, and I'd, I'd started seeing a therapist about like a year before that, you know, over some issues. And so she had kind of said that she felt like that was what I was dealing with and that I should be on medication. But I'm one of those people too. Like my personality is my everything. Everybody knows me. Oh like, my God. For my, yeah. People know Literally, me for my personality. Why? Like it, bother me to for me to take like yeah. what I have to say it's like yo like my like I don't want anything to make me different than make who me, I actually yeah, am because I was like damn like I, I ride off my personality so it's like what if I start taking this shit and I know people who have taken it and just become like completely not themselves so what if I start taking this and I just like become weird or I'm just not you know like I, I'm going through this like some weird shit going on you know oh that's so bad so, yeah so like my dad was just like at this point you you don't eat I would, I ate once a day. I literally would be like, yeah, just like constantly just on some shaking, like crazy shit or whatever. And just the not sleeping was like affecting my mood and just affecting so many other things and like the aspects of my life. And I was really kind of starting to like get depressed over that shit. So my dad was like, you know what? I know you don't want it. I know like medication isn't really your route, but maybe you should look into it because I think that'll help, you know, with like you being comfortable with like making other steps in your life. So I was like, all right, cool. So I um, started taking the medication and, you know, I take a pretty high dosage and like the side effects that I was feeling from taking the medication were almost like, like have like deterred me from taking them. Cause once you start taking them, like you have to like inch up, you know, like fit like 50 milligrams, hundred milligrams, like 150, 200 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And those side effects are so bad. Like Penny, you've seen, you know, no, when I, yeah. I, yeah, so I'd like, I'd stopped taking them for a while and then my anxiety started getting really bad again. So I tried to take one the other day and like, it made me so sick that like Penny was having to take like care she, of me. Yeah, like she couldn't even get up. Like, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't walk. Yeah, I was like, shaking. I wanted to throw up. I was shaking so bad. Like it was just terrible, and that kind of made me be like, damn. Like, but I also don't want that to offset. It's like it's like 
a build-up thing, but it's also very scary. In reality, oh, sure. it's scary because it's like, why would something that I'm putting in my body make me feel like this? And it's like, damn, am I supposed to be taking this? Yeah, and it heightens your anxiety so like it like heightens it through the roof. And I thought but it's I was like, all before yeah, it makes it better. All before it melts it out. But I didn't understand. And I would talk to my therapist and my doctor, and I'm like, why is this happening? And they're like, that you know, it's just a side effect. It happens with everybody. I don't want you to you know feel like it's something wrong with you. But like that kind of made me just like kind of fall off from taking it. So I'm kind of in the balance now too of like, do I keep taking it? Because I mean, I do have anxiety now. I just moved to a new city. I'm like. You know, I have a lot going on. So it's like, do I want to keep taking it and just feeling like shit for like two weeks or well, just like two weeks, get them two weeks over with? Because I feel like it's because regardless what I've noticed about whatever the fuck anxiety, depression, I have like adult ADD, whatever the hell. It's like you're going to find a way to cope with it anyway. And most of the time it's, going, it's probably not going to be good unless you're like meditating or doing something like that you like mean to tell me the fact that i drink tequila yeah, every that's, day i didn't want to i didn't want to <laughs> say it honey i didn't want to say it honey but i'm glad that you said it because you're still coping with that anxiety but with like alcohol you know what i'm saying tragic you're not od because i'm here because and, and you know i would never let that happen and yeah and i'm not just an and od ass nigga anyways yeah, like, but like yeah no i feel you yeah but, but it's like I would rather that and then, like, you get whatever you got to get straight than, like, or meditate, go to yoga. Yoga helps people, Who's like, gonna do that? I go to yoga on Sundays. I wish you at, guys could see yoga, the way I'm looking at, at Penny right at now. Yo- at yoga to the people. Yo, I don't do none of that it's shit. Don- it's donation-based. By the way, if you're in New York and you want to do yoga and you don't have the yoga bag, you can literally go to yoga to the people. They have different locations in Harlem, Brooklyn, queens everywhere and it's donation based you can literally give a dollar you can uh, you can honestly give anything they just want to like help people like heal so it's really really dope they have candlelit on sundays at 8 p.m i don't work out i don't do none of that shit so that i feel like the anxiety of even that would that would be more fucking anxiety no thought of like oh my god i'm about to walk into this shit and like have to yeah like be like just do something like different like that yeah ew no (laughs) you said ew I'm fucking crying. No, it's actually really good. I promise. No, thanks, sister. It's great. So, like, do you think anything... Oh, well, I'll talk about my thing with medication. So, like, I have adult ADD, and then I've been prescribed Adderall, and I take it every here and there, but I do think that sometimes it changes, like, my natural personality, just, like, my natural, like, being. It might be in my head. I have no idea, but I just don't feel, like, the same. So I feel like I'm not being my same self. And like you, like my personality is my everything since birth, like since like literally middle school, like that's like what has got me to where that's I am what today. Brought us together, like people that's, being like, "Oh my god, y'all's you personalities guys are, are some." So shouts out to Blake, Blake Stowe. Yeah, shouts out to Blake, our my, mutual our friend, literal we were in brother. College. Oh yeah, my god, he was like, "You niggas are so similar. Y'all have to be friends." My soul and we were sister. like, "Yeah." We was like, "Say less." <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dead ass is crazy. That is wild. But yeah, no. So same thing. It's like, I don't like that to change my personality, but I also have trouble focusing. I actually like am a writer. Like I work and stuff like that. And I need things like help me organize and focus on things like that. So sometimes, I mean, I take my Adderall, whatever, and it's honestly worked very well for me. I'm in grad school. I'm graduating. Um, It's made my life like 10 times better. Whenever I need it, I take it. But it's like I guess it's like a, one of those things like figure it out and like don't abuse the type of thing. And don't be scared of medication. I feel like black people are just scared of medication, period. Black people are scared of admitting that something's wrong. Of everything. Wrong. Oh, that's facts. You have to say that something is wrong to be prescribed medication, which was my issue for the longest time. Like, 
I got to go to a therapist and I got to sit here and I got to tell this bitch like, and like, it's easy to tell somebody like your side of like the story and like create, you know, like create this narrative, but it's different when you have to go to a therapist, somebody who like, you're paying your hard earned money to figure out what's wrong with you. So you can't be in their cap and like, you got to say what's up. Like you got to be like, yeah, I fucked this situation up. I, this is what I did that was wrong. Like you have to be honest. And so like to sit there and say that shit out loud is like, damn, you'd be realizing like, Fuck is wrong like, with me? Yeah, no, like I'm out of here. Like what's I had going the on? craziest like therapy day this past. You know, I was not yeah. with the shit. Oh my god! I came god. home literally bawling like a baby. It was one of those things where it's like someone really said, "Okay, like this is where you've been fucking." Like, and I don't want to say I try to be perfect, but honestly, I think that I try to be perfect, and I just want to be like that good person. But it's like, bitch, not like everyone is not like, and it's It'll okay. Work like that. It's okay not to be right. So in therapy, I just realized something about myself that just like was not like so perfect and was actually just like kind of crazy. And it's kind of like, okay, like to face that and actually hear that and like feel that and everything come out. But I mean, it, it only works for the better and makes you a better person. Are you just going to sit there and be a trash person like without therapy or would you rather go to therapy and like become better? Bro, I don't know. Dead ass. Because I, I- some people, you know, what's crazy. Some people were like oblivious to like everything. So I they think I was open that third yeah, eye. Like I was oblivious for so long to the point where things were getting so bad that I was like, yo, like how is my life in a fucking shithole? Like everyone around me and in the world thinks that my life is like perfect and it's a certain way and everything is moving this certain, but like, Same I would, yeah, but I was like, so everything was so dark and I was just like really like yeah. going through some shit and everything was crumbling around me. And so I was like, you know what? I got to the point where I just had like a super breaking point. And I was like, I am going to ask like a medical professional that I know and trust. Like if they can, you know, help me find somebody to help me figure this out. She's a black lady. Yeah, no. A black therapist. My therapist, honestly, he's a, like an Indian man, but I still stand. But yes, I wish I had a black therapist. If you are listening to this in Houston, shout out to Nettie Jones. She is seriously like a life changer I recommended so many people to her and just like in sh- such a short span of time of me meeting with her she's very flexible like around your schedule because I was always traveling and stuff and she would always make time like even when I was living in LA for like three months she would you know do like FaceTime sessions with me and stuff like she, she literally texts you while you're yeah, here she texts me even though I haven't been able to see her in months she texts me still like she checks on me she just she's like the greatest person in the world so shout out to her I recommend her 1000% um and I just feel like once you find somebody that like, because I've had a therapist before who I feel like they like were not understanding where I was coming from, from certain aspects. So like they weren't, the perspective. Yeah. So they weren't able to give me the best. they've never even dealt with yeah, that shit. It's they've like, never been in those situations about? before. So you really just finding like your good fit for you will make such a huge difference because it's like. Man, you never realize how like once somebody can really put things in a perspective for you and help you like. Be like straight up with you, like yo, my nigga, like this is what it is, and, and I'm you, letting yeah, you know yeah, now. yeah, I'm letting and I'm letting you know to your face, like this is what's up, like you can't keep running from this, and you're like, and then even if they tell you once, you're gonna think about it every day. You don't think about it like a lot, and you're gonna like even if it's baby steps to like kind of change it. Just being aware is better than just being like not aware at all. For sure, I knew that. And a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know if that shit's really working or, you know, like, because people think like, oh, once you go to therapy, you need to start like immediately. Everything is, oh my God, rainbows. Yeah. And like, you just start walking like lighter and (laughs) shit. Like, no, nigga. You're like, yeah, you have good days and bad days. And, but I noticed like after, you know, the second or third session, things that she was saying to me were resonating with me so hard that I noticed that they were like 
I was implementing them into my daily life. Yeah. And it was making a difference in those situations. So, you know, like one thing she always told me was like, don't like a lot of times we try to make it seem like, okay, say something like happened, like you come home or whatever and I'm sitting on the couch and you come in and you're like, you don't want to talk and you're just like huffing and puffing and shit and you go in your room and close the door. I'm automatically going to think, oh my gosh, she's mad at me. She bitch, doesn't want to fucking talk bitch. to me. Do you know oh that that's God. literally what like me and my therapist talked about this week? Really? Like, because we're like extreme empaths and that's the, our empathic self is what makes us like so like good with people. But it's also what makes us like so like hurting towards ourselves because we think that others energy has something to do with us yeah when it's when, really all about when them. literally nine times out of ten that shit don't have shit to do with you ten not times again, out not of ten. girl when i come inside i'd be ready to be like you're like my the the happiest thing i see yeah but <laughs> like you know but like people but i understand that now because i used to be like oh my god if i see somebody and they instead of normally like and they normally give me a hug they dap me up oh my god what did i do Is oh something my god wrong? Yes. But i don't know that they fucking just got over a That's cold crazy. you know I mean, what i'm saying yeah. like it's, it, it should just be shit like that like something so small but i would like drill that into my brain and be thinking like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with me i suck everything is like you know like on me but that shit don't have nothing to do with you that is so fact the best thing one of my therapists has told me is like about intuition and like we always know what the fuck is up. Oh, yeah. Even though we think, like, we question it, we try to, like, ask our friends about it, whether it's about a dude or whether whether it's about, like, family, whatever, whatever issue you're going through, it's, like, you always really know what's up. And to listen to that first, like, thought, that first inkling is always what's really happening. And just to go off that, like, that's the best thing my therapist has told me, like... No, they be having like, all the gyms. Go get your mind right, y'all, because we can't period. go into 2020 with the fuck shit, like... <laughs> Not at all. I'm not going to lie to you. Not at all. So that is that was really good for my two cents. And Summer Walker, we love you. I applaud you personally for like being upfront about that shit. We've seen so many celebrities fucking OD, like overdose on like cocaine, overdose on like all these drugs that give you that fake personality for that moment. But I applaud Summer for being a real one and being like, yo, I can't handle this shit right now. And I don't want to do this right now. She's still a fucking artist. She's amazing. Her album was fucking fire. And a fucking human being. And an entire human being. Yo, if another nigga tells me I look like Summer Walker, I'm oh my god, y'all! Shout out so, to you, Summer. I fucks with you. Literally, I feel like once a week, Kellen gets either <laughs> tweeted or Instagram. Somebody that she DMs looks like me. Walker. Yeah, it, it's it's exhausting. I don't want to I mean, say they say. <laughs> we not even gonna get into that. Wait. Say it. Just say okay. it. No, you say it. They say that. I look like the cleaner version of you, sister. <laughs> but that's only because the you tats, said that you, yeah. Well, no, and you just said that you don't shower that often. But I understand. <laughs> I it be like that sometimes. I get it. I love you. If you're listening to this, shout out to my twin. No, yeah, I fuck gang. with Summer Walker, gang, gang. All right, we're gonna move on to the next topic of conversation. I need some more tequila, though. All right, so the next topic is gold. And this topic is kind of like where I dive into like what I feel like is so special about my guest. And what I think is so so special about you is like oh, the way. Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, other than you being like, this is outside of like our friendship. This is like to the world. Okay. The way that you like naturally quote unquote network. I hate the fuck out that goddamn word. That word is hilarious. It's fucking, it's fucking disgusting. But like the way that you naturally network is very commendable and I feel like people can learn a lot from 
what you have to say about that because people love to force shit and just force everything. And I know now these days people are starting their own businesses, their own brands, whatever the case may be, and they really don't know what the fuck they're doing to really like get their stuff out there and like get to know people. So I feel like people always ask you this question, like how the fuck do you know so many people? I get asked that three times a day. Yep. Every, I knew. every single and I knew, day. <laughs> I, I knew because people ask me the same question. Yeah. Right. People are like, how the fuck do you know so-and-so? But I don't know. Just be like that sometimes. I know right. that's not the answer you're yeah, looking for. It's not the one I wanted. So um, I feel like I just naturally come from like a good network of people just in regards to like my family and, you know, like my parents, like professionally what they've done. So that kind of. And which is. Um, my dad's retired now, but both of my parents have worked in radio. And then my mom is um, the general manager and vice president at um, Radio One in Houston. What's up? Shouts out to Pam. 979 The Box. Magic <laughs> 102.1 Radio Now. All gang, of that. gang, gang. Um, but so, like, my dad was working at Magic 979 when I was growing up. My mom has always been in radio. She was at iHeart. And then, so like, it's always been like your. Yeah, like, scene. that's like literally like. I, I was going to the the cart shows when I was a kid. Like, I've just always, like, been in that mix. So people a lot of times have always asked me, like, how the fuck do you know so-and-so? But, like, I've not knowing that that person's known me since I was, like, crawling. Like, hands that and knees sense. type shit. Yeah. So, like, um, I just come from, like, a good... And it's, like, I have, like, a very... Like, my parents are very social since they're, you know, working in entertainment or having parents who work in entertainment. Like, they kind that's of... That's their vibe. That, yeah, that's just their vibe. And those are, like, the skills that they, like, in like set into you. So, I've always just been like that. You know, I've kind of always known how to work a room. Um, I am one of those people, too. Like, when I walk into a room and I walk up to... If I, if I see a group of people standing there and I know one person, I'm going to walk up, speak to that person, and then I speak to everybody else. I don't never, it's never like I wait for somebody. And you to guys, end. these are the keys. She's giving you the keys, like when, like for like low key networking. Yeah. So Cause it's not like, I, like I, if I walk up and I see one person that I know and they're sitting in a group of people, I'm going to speak to everybody. I'm going to introduce them. I'm going to shake my hand. Most of the time I like to give hugs. If they're like receptive to a hug, I do that because I know that like makes more of a lasting impression. Also just like being a Southern person, like nigga, we're used oh, to that's like, on period. yeah, we're used to giving a hug. Like, uh, and especially like I've noticed that being up here in New York, like if I reach for a hug, people are like, they're like confused, but they like, like it. They Cause they're like, it, yeah. Cause, cause they they're like, get, wait, no, nigga, what? They never get no hugs. Yeah. And then I, and then like, I, they're always asking me like, where, yo, where are you from? And I say Houston, they're like, oh, okay. Like, it all makes sense to them at that point. But, like, I'm just, um, I'm very aware of, like, you know, I, I, rem I actually remember people's names. I know a lot of people don't do that. But you meet somebody and you're like, damn, what is their name? But, like, I try my hardest to remember every person that I meet's names. Even if it's not for forever, I remember, I remember it for the night. Because I know at some point I could run into them again in a different group of people. And say, for instance, like, Penny, I, I meet you, you know, in a group of people. And then, like... At the mm -hmm. same event, 30 minutes later, I run into you with another group of people. And so you're with somebody who, you know, is extremely important that I want to get to know when they exactly. have a job. I could walk up to you and say, hey, how are you? It's good to see you again, blah, blah, blah. And then meet those people, you know, that you're that, like in, yeah. in, in communication with. It's kind of like basically just being super, I'm super aware of my surroundings. When I'm in a social setting, like I know who I know in the building. I know who, you know, who I know who I'm cool with in the building. I know who's an op. I know, like the goddamn mob. Yeah, you know it's gonna you be. You gotta like, know it's, who the it's, ops it's are. Got, yeah, you gotta know who the ops is. But I'm just aware of everything going on in the room at all times. And um, how do you do that off the tequila? 
Well, just because I'm a professional <laughs> drinker, also that's that comes with that comes with in the genes. It's family okay. territory, yeah. Okay, but um, I mean, I just because I've my parents never were like, oh, um, my parents always took me to like I said, my dad took me to the car shows. I'm they always took me to the concerts. I've been going to galas since I was a kid. You know, I've kind of always just went like I've been in a lot of big social settings my entire life. So um, you're used to that like that. Like, it I'm doesn't feel like foreign. To yeah, you. I'm never used to it. I'm never overwhelmed. Like yeah. I'm used to that. I'm used to being, you know, in a gala in a room with like a couple hundred people. And, you know, just like you may not know everybody in there, but you have to work the way your way around the room to get to know people because those people in that room could change your life. Well, that is fact. Yeah. And I've you know, I had an experience recently where um, I went to, you know, it was right after I got into New York and I went to that billboard, you know, power players event yep. and um, shout out to my friend Keith, who I went with because she was getting an yes, award. Keith. Shouts out to Keith, greatest in the world. And um, she introduced me to some people and then I worked my way around the room and I ended up like having huge meetings and huge connections with people just off that one event, like people that I'm still talking to to this day um, and who have given me like major opportunities. So that's been, you know, like a huge blessing for me. But I feel like in New York, it's easy to get lost in the mix because there's so many people and so many important people in a room and doing like similar things. Like because in Houston, it's kind of easy to be like, OK, I do this. And like you're, you know, one of one. Yeah. And it's like you already know who's who, what's what. Like there's not that many. Yeah. But in New York, it's kind of like I have to figure out a way to make my mark. So, I, you know, I make sure I have a weird name. So it's kind of like people are like, what the hell? Kellen, like what? What? What is Never that? So her. yeah, so people yeah, <laughs> sorry to that man. Like people, <laughs> people remember the name, but um, people remember that you know I I remember their name more than once. That I you know I reached for a hug. That you know I figure out some kind of way to connect. So it's like okay, so you, I ask you know so I I try to get to know them. I ask what you do. If they say you know oh I work at RCA. Okay, well, I know so-and-so at RCA. So then they're already associating me with people that they know and they trust and they have a, they have a relationship with. Facts. And that's a big thing, making sure that um, you meet somebody and you find one connection with somebody that they already have a relationship with. Because if they can say, okay, if I can say, oh, my God, I just met Penny and um, I find out that she, you know, works at Sony, I could say, oh, I know... Um, Sam Sullivan, who's at RCA, yep. and she's like, "Oh my God, I know Sam." So then the next time she sees Sam, I'd be like, "Oh, I know Kellen." Yeah, and, and then like, yeah, What's I, up, I, Sam? I met I met Kellen this weekend, and she said that she knows you. Da da da. Oh my God, yeah, that's you know family to me or whatever. And then there's this whole connection that happens, you know. And I feel like that's like people are never gonna forget that, especially like okay, you know, I have like something established with this person. If they and it's but and you can always you know you kind of go off the character of the person that you're saying you don't want to say somebody who's janky as hell because then they're gonna be like oh you might be a janky ass <laughs> nigga too you but up. if yeah if you say somebody who's like upstanding and it's like okay this person associates with this person well then they must be good people and I'm gonna remember you know who this person is from now on facts so with that I would say how do you keep those genuine qu- connections and relationships going on. If they're not like your everyday bestie. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me, like I was never your, like, your everyday bestie. But for some reason, we were like fucking linked in our souls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I period. feel like us is a different situation. Oh, a different yeah. For just because we're just, like, that's just was okay. meant to be type shit. Okay. But it's like with other people, um, you know, I'm usually like to fu- like 
getting numbers is cool, but following somebody on social media, because then when you post, you, you can see their face yeah. and they kind of get more familiar with you, your face associated with your name. Um, say, for instance, if I visit an office. So I went to go the other day. It's a funny as a side note. So I went to go visit. I had a meeting at RCA the other day. So oh, I was shit. in the Sony building. <laughs> I pull up on Penny at work. I walk in her office and I'm like, yo. And she's like, oh shit, we have Popeye's chicken sandwiches. We had hella Popeye's chicken they had sandwiches. Like a million it was Popeye's my chicken girl sandwiches. Christina's birthday. Christina, shout out to you. Happy birthday again. We got her mad chicken sandwiches. So this bitch takes two Popeye's chicken sandwiches and helps me stuff them into, <laughs> into my hoodie. And I went to my RCA meeting with chicken sandwiches in my and pocket. And I know she's smelling, smelling like fucking Popeye's. Smelling like fucking Popeye's, but, but I let didn't me give tell a damn. Let me tell y'all one thing about these Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Why my whole office ate, and some, some of them, it was the first time eating it, if you know what I'm saying. And we were all dead ass exhausted we were like what's wrong with us we don't feel right like we were in the office like it's you, time to go home you think a bunch of white people who don't <laughs> eat shit like it's that it's time to go home wasn't gonna yeah. eat a big ass <laughs> steroid chicken sandwich and get exhausted Girl, i'm like it's, is there aluminum in here like what's what's happening in this fucking sandwich bro like we were all literally have the extreme eyes and i had dead. said you know it's hysterical i was like damn i got the itis and they were like the what the who <laughs> yeah because they be eating you know i'm gonna get the itis from a goddamn kale smoothie nigga they don't know what that I was is like, i have the itis like i'm sleepy they're like oh damn that must be what i feel too like they were fucking exhausted off that shit it'd be like that but that's just crazy yeah so when i went to go visit um when i had my meeting you know i stopped in your office i walked around and met people um, but then, you know, when I go to RCA and make sure that whoever I meet with knows who I know in the building, I know, sh I know I walk around and I, you know, speak to everybody that I know. I don't just like go and meet with that one person. I try to see as many people that I can because you never know who's going to be in their office, who you can speak to then. And it's just like you're growing your network of people that you know in a building. That's, That's like what, extremely important. What if you just don't have the energy? Because sometimes I just don't have the energy. Well, then. That must not what you really want to do because I'm going to find the motherfucking energy. But I'm going to pull that shit up for my toenails if that's what I really oh, want damn, to do. Oh, damn, not the toenails. Yes, yeah, sis. I'm going to reach into the root. Out the damn booty hole? Yeah, it's going to come out the, <laughs> my sphincter, bitch. Okay? That energy coming no out of some way. fucking way. Because that's I'm going facts. Like, if, if, if like, those people can get you to where you got to go, And if that's what you really want to do and love and you have passion for it, you're going to find that energy. You're going to pull it from somewhere, like... That's just, you know. You're right, queen. Yeah, I'm, I'm a music nigga. I love the music industry. I don't do this shit just because it looks good. I lo do it because I love it. So I'm going to, you know, move and groove, baby. That's facts. And people are my thing. I feed off pe like people's energy. I love people. Like, that's like, was my fucking Twitter thing, like, back in the day. Like, I love people. Like, I, I that's our thing, though. Do. Like, we love people. That's why we work so well in a room together because we move around. We don't have to be, like, stuck to each other all night. We can nope. be, like, we walk in a room, we separate, we come together again at some point, we've got seven different new friends, and then yeah, it's like, like, oh, my oh, God. Friends. Yeah, we, like, gang, gang, gang. <laughs> like, and then we walk out of the party and leave with a bunch of random people and are stuck with them the rest of the night because they want to hang out with us. That's what happens to us every night that we go yeah, out. Yeah, especially in New York. Yeah. This shit has been, like, a fucking trilogy. For okay, sure. another. Okay, this is another thing. So, how do you know, like, let's say you meet a nigga, and it's kind of might be, it could be networking, or it could be like, oh, I can, like, actually talk to him, yeah. right? How well, you do know, you I just had that situation recently with... Yes. Yeah. Okay, so how do you decipher, like, who to do what with? Because, like, I be, sometimes I feel like, especially, like, with a recent situation, I'm like, okay, someone could have just been kept a friend, period, point blank. But, like, 
I'm glad it, it I'm glad I tried it, but it's like still yeah. like it could have been kept a friend. I usually never regret those kind of things because I have the ability to after if it goes left and you know we end up, you know, smanging and banging that <laughs> I can sew it up and make sure everything sh- and make sure shit shit. So how how, how do you do that, sister? Um please let me know. After you might like have a situation with somebody and like it ends up not being an actual thing like how to continue to be friends with them because not even just friends but like in a work environment in a work environment yeah. or even just like like in the a same fr- industry a same friend yeah. group environment and they're just like in your in your circle of like life how do you keep that going without making shit like weird for either of you well because usually i try to before i like am on that type of time with anyone i'm usually like their friend first that's Got just it. like that's just the vibe that people get from me like i'm just like a I, I come across as a friend first and then it may they may be like, oh, you know, I want to see what it's hitting for. But it's like, OK, we're friends first. And if, you know, we take that step and things, you know, go left or go right, then I want to make sure. And I'll, I'll say something I'll be like, you know, we all good. And I also just approach it. I don't I'm not I don't act weird. I'm not a weird ass nigga. I'm not going to see you and be on some funny shit. I'm going to see you. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to kiss on the cheek. We're going to hang. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then after a while, even if you feel weird at first, you're going to catch on to the vibes. The fact that I'm like, um, cool. you know, yeah, I'm hanging and it's, everything is all good. Okay. That's, I like that. But in the, in the case of somebody um, meeting somebody, you're like, I don't know. Because I, I get this a lot too. A dude will be like, hey, um, Send me an email. I really want to link up with you to talk about so and so. Um, I really think we could get this project together. I really think we could make this happen. So and so, and and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I go to lunch with them, and they're like, so are you seeing anybody? And I'm like, wait, wait. So it's like they're trying to link up, but it's like not. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, they're trying to really talk. They'll definitely hit you with the 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 finesse for sure. But um, most of the time, I'll just kind of like I feel like I'm very um able to decipher like conversations and you know and I, and I and I'm one of those people too like if I'm not if I don't feel like a super like intense vibe from you I'm just good on it yeah yeah like, I, like yeah I'm not about to force the shit yeah, way, yeah 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 I'm, if I need to figure out like what's going on so like so what okay so this question what to you is annoying like, okay if someone's trying to quote unquote like you know people like let's work quote all that bullshit like if someone's trying to work with you what is like a like a no no like don't approach somebody my shit did like something that. super weird the other day they DM'd th- that guy that DM'd me and was like hey um he was like oh I want you to be in my video and I was like what I don't do that I don't know what in my on my page gives you like video vixen and but like before I could even respond that he DM'd me back and was like oh never mind I went through your followers and your following and I saw that um you're that's not you but i think that i could work with you in some other kind of way hmm? and i was like I, I need to find the message it was really fucking weird but basically he was saying like he went through who follows me and who i follow and the people that follow me can't aren't like are like industry executives so there's no way that i'm just like a random like model Video vixen. yeah that's weird and fuck. that freaked me the fuck out that's too deep that's too and i was like you sat there and scrolled through like six thousand people to figure this out that's no you're a stalker <laughs> basically yeah so i felt really weird about that but just and people- that one dude that was like trying to get you to like wear his hoodie and it's like okay send me the hoodie or meet up with the hoodie somewhere 
And, and he was he like, was trying do like, you oh, smoke like, hookah? Like, trying to smoke Like, don't do that, guys. Yeah, that's no. A, that's a no, no. Yeah, that's no. That's a no, no. Just, that's a, that's yeah, a if no, Yeah, if you no. want me to wear the shit and post it, that's fine. But don't, like, do the most trying to, like, get me outside to hang out with you. Not at all. Okay. It's a I no think for that's me, dog. good on the um, networking tip. We're going to get into the next segment, which is peace of mind. Which is where I give you guys just something to, like, get y'all's mind right and just, like, have more peace. At the end of the day, like, that's all that life's about. Life is honestly fucking ridiculous and crazy. But as long as you're at peace, like, all is well, all is good. So that will be our next segment. Okay, so my next segment is peace of mind, which is, like I said before, just what I want you guys to listen to. Just get a little bit more peace of mind because that's all that we're all searching for. And my whole thing with this one is the importance of having friends that bring you peace. So one random ass night, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I think Kellen was out. Or maybe maybe you weren't. I'm not sure. But I was like, I just like sat down in my bed. I just tweeted this random ass tweet and it went insanely viral. Like it has like 20K um, likes and like 10,000 retweets. I'm not sure how or why, but this is what I said. He I wasn't said, even saying shit like that. I know. I'm not sure how it went crazy. People really related. Yeah, they felt it. They felt that shit. So I said, in this adulting phase, your friendships should be your peace. Anything less than must go. We already have enough to worry about and figure out. It's literally all I said. The shit went crazy. But I feel that. Do you feel that? I felt that deeply. You felt that deeply. Yeah, I, I felt, felt and I deep. felt that deeply because like you've been here with me and I've been like so fucking like chill as fuck. Like I felt more like myself than like ever before than I've been in New York. So I'm just like, damn, like your friends should really just bring you like a different energy. And if they don't, like you're fucking wasting your time on, on honestly. I don't really have any like I feel like all of my friends are just like that's who I run to. I've never really been in like a super long relationship or anything like that or like I've really only had like one, you know, kind of like situation like that. So my friends are who I rely on to like tell everything and just like, yeah, I'm like close to my, I'm super close to my parents, like my family, but I feel like I'm just like super close to my friends. You know, oh, they know everything about yeah. me. Yeah. That's see, like, I'm more close to my family. See, I'm close to like, my I'm friends. Like I'm dead. Like my family is literally my everything. Yeah. Like that's like, but you have like cousins who were like your age and like, I don't have that yeah. at all. And brothers so, who are, like, around my yeah, age. Yeah, so I don't have siblings you, yeah. who are close to my age at all. So, like, my, like, escape and, like, just to tell everything is my friends. Got it. So I put a super, like, heavy, yeah, I say I'm friends with a lot of people, but, like, people who know they're my friends and who I call every day and, like, who I'm, like, you know, who I have on the main line. Like, that's, like, I call them and I just let everything That loose. makes sense. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I mean... As much as, like, people, it's cool to have a sibling who, even siblings who are younger than you and stuff or older than you, which I have both. Having siblings who are around your age and who are, like, going through experiences with you and, like, feeling things as you're feeling them and things are happening to them as they're happening to you, that's completely different. Yeah, that's exactly how my family is. Like, so my little brother, for instance, that's crazy. My little brother, he's in L.A. He also, he so he he's an actor. He's also following a path that's, like, not as certain like me and him so like we relate on that level and we also have african as parents who are like one of them is very like into it the other one might want they want us to be a doctor whatever the case may be but like we can relate on that aspect and we text each other all day every day like you good what's up do you need anything like we just get each other like on that level and my older brother although he's not in it he's still are around our age he still knows 
pop culture and knows what the fuck we're yeah. going through. So he's like still with us in that in that case. So I guess I give I give. Yeah, yeah, like I have to go to my friends for that. My my sibling, my younger siblings are never. seven years younger than me, and like even though they they just turned eighteen a couple days ago, so they're kind of like we're kind of getting but like I'm as they're entering like that oh my god I'm about to turn 21 I can drive I can drink like you know this kind oh, of whole that, thing they're that age well, they just turn 18 but it's like you know you start oh, gotcha, you gotcha. just get your license you start drinking I started drinking at 18 you know like they're kind of going through that phase like I'm going through the phase of like oh my god you know like get a real job in a house and like you know be a fucking adult type shit so yeah. it's like you know we're just going through different phases in life and i don't have any cousins who are my age either so i ha like solely have to rely on my friends to like have that relatable content you know like have those conversations where it's like damn nigga you know like what the fuck is going on yeah. everyone around us is pregnant and like getting <laughs> married and i'm pregnant with seven gallons of tequila like no, i don't wait, understand <laughs> no my whole thing with that was kind of like the world is so fucking crazy and I just felt the pressure of the world because of, like, work and shit. I was like, damn, like, you're, if your friends aren't... Because your family can sometimes not be your piece. And you're stuck with them. Yeah. You're them stuck, niggas ain't going no goddamn niggas, way. So you better choose friends that honestly, like, make you better. They honestly bring you peace. Like, and I've just heard recently stories of, like, people having friends that they kind of, like, compete with or they argue with and whatnot. I've never been in that into any of that shit yeah but i know that that that's a thing that people are like into and that shit's fucking wack and i think it's just like no one should have to have friends that they're like yeah competing with or like arguing with i never and, i honestly never really have that issue and I especially i feel like i almost have friends who are like the complete opposite like i know me and all of my friends feel the same way about like shout out to my friend raven like she's one of those people that <laughs> you like I could just be, like, having the shittiest fucking day. Like, my day could be so bad. My life could be crumpling. I could be crying. And, like, the second I'm just, like, even, like, in her space, like, her, it just, like, everything is just, her like, energy. perfectly fine. Oh, that's so amazing. Like, I you, know, the second. I didn't know she was like Yeah, that. no, she's, like, the shout second. Shout out to Raven. What's shout out to little Raven Kiera. Raven Kiera. Shout out to you. Sweetheart. The second you step, it. like, in her house, it's just, like. Does she just have that natural like energy and vibe? Yeah, like, she that's just, just she yeah, she's just like a so genuine and she's so like oh my god okay like nothing is we're gonna you can you can freak out you can go through all those emotions whatever just like get get all that out but like at the end of the day we're gonna figure the shit out somehow yeah. some way like it's just it, don't 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 panic because like we're gonna figure it out yeah, yeah we'll yeah. get to the bottom of it like don't you know and just like you just know that there's like no ulterior shit and like I I feel like that about all my friends but she's one of those people that's like that's like her whole thing like just being like very like fucking and she's like she's chaotic like she's just fun she likes to drink like we're you know very similar in that sense but it's like when she's at her house and like she's just you know on some like super chill vibe and she just is like able to like step back and look at everything from like a a different perspective yeah shout out to you raven i can't wait little to bitch fucking turn the fuck up with you yeah cra crazy ass oh my god okay so Honestly, we're done, which is great because we don't want the podcast to be two hours long. Damn, I wish I could up. get some um, Lex P vocals going for the people. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to one of my favorite podcasts, actually, Poor Minds Podcast. Listen to Poor Minds at Poor Minds Y'all have Instagram. to be a guest yes. on mine one day, and I know you guys will. I was the first guest on Poor Minds, and that shit was a fucking mess. Niggas was in my comments arguing about shit I said on the podcast for three fucking weeks. <laughs> so don't bring y'all monkey to ass to my Twitter or Instagram arguing about this shit because I'm on yes. You have to get a vocal off. No, I ain't got no vocals. I ain't got no... <laughs> 
I for sure don't have any. <laughs> no, it's it's never it's not gonna be good at all. Wait, let me make sure I talked about everything. Let's see. I I wonder. I'm I'm gonna ask you a question. Yep. What do you, you think? Ask me anything. Oh, let's do that. Ask me oh, questions. Don't tell me that. Oh God. <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> well, what do you th- what do you think like your public perception is? <sighs> My public perception is that I'm an innocent. Very sweet, very nice, very productive, smart, got her shit together, girl. When in fucking reality, <laughs> in fucking reality, you were all of that plus. A bitch, you busting. <laughs> we busting it open. No, stop, stop. I'm just no. kidding. Yeah, no. Okay, no. But in reality, we can actually cut this in. In reality, like, that's definitely not the case. Like, I feel like I... I think it's the case, and it isn't. Why do you say that? I feel like every... Your perception is everything you are plus... Like, you may not be there all the time, but you're that majority of the time. That's facts. You are super put... Like, and I feel like you you don't give yourself the full credit. What do you think my perception is of myself? Like, like, well... I think What do you think? Because you... I know what people perceive of you, and you know what people perceive of me. Like what people perceive of you is what exactly what you said, but like the what you perceive of you is that like you're like a shit show when like I'm an actual shit show, so it's very confusing. But like for I swear so- I'm a shit show. Yeah, you you swear by that shit. You will literally be. She will. Cr- Penny will cry over the nuttiest shit, and I will literally be sitting there. You know that like like that gift <laughs> where that girl's crying and the niggas looking at her like that's literally how I'd be looking Wait, at you. I don't know what you're saying because you have to explain it verbally. No, the niggas who speak meme will get that shit. But anyways, <laughs> um, I just be looking at you like, what? Because it'd be something so, like, you... Do you w- think I try to be perfect too much? You try to be perfect too much, and, and you don't give yourself, like, the leeway that you give other people to do. Do you, you know? really believe that you can make a difference when the machine and, like, the big... Yes. Yes. When a major label, they don't want artists to be sane because people who are insane make great music. I believe that I can do that. I really, 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 really do. And how do you plan to do that? Um, I don't haven't got that far yet. Okay, we'll get there. But like, okay, so Shanti Das, I don't know if you know who Shanti Das is. She was like with like Diddy and all them, but like Mm -hmm. she's really into that shit as well. We already have Sony Music Cares. Which is like helps addicts, like it helps like all the whole mental health shit. But I just feel like artists should have healthcare and they should, but like just and just starting the fucking initiatives. No one talks about the shit. But honestly, before that was never a conversation. That was never a conversation about mental health. And That's shit like true. That. We are having more that of those shit conversations is just now coming up. So like, I want to be on the forefront of like that. Like, they should have fucking therapy for at, like at labels and shit like that. Like, period. Or if not, they should be an option. They should at least have healthcare to get therapy. They don't even have healthcare. That's not a part of the fucking deal. That shit brazy. That's fucking think crazy. About, yeah. They when just, you think about like they just throw niggas a bunch of fucking money and then yeah. they fucking go to shits. And that's not that's not right at all. And they don't care about they don't care about the human at all. Damn. Yeah. That's very true. I see it happen every day. So I feel like I can do even if I'm not the one. To do it, I can at least spark the conversation for when I fucking die, somebody else gonna do it. That's fire. So look at you making a difference. Yeah. Y'all have any questions for us back there? 
Alexis, shout out to Alexis. Oh, I need to shout you out my podcast. Let me tell y'all how I met her, y'all. Okay, this is who's going to be engineering my podcast from here on out. She's a beautiful fucking mother, a whole fucking woman. She's fucking amazing. We're out here working hard being fire. Out five. here working hard being fire. I met her at this, it was a club or bar called Blue. We were out with Kellen's friend, Ryan. And I was in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I didn't business. Oh, yeah. We was at a yeah, party. We was at a party. Shout out to Fly Rye from Guys Next Door podcast. We were all celebrating my Fly birthday. With, with my nigga Fly Rye. Shouts out. And I was in the bathroom. I was talking to a girl. And li- literally, we just started talking about, I'm not even sure. Alexis, chime in. What were we talking about? Oh, edges. Literally, what? Did I have braids? Bitch, oh, I, I have my bun. Bitches love edges. Oh, I got my, I just got my braids. Okay. So I have my braids, edges on fleek. Shout out to, what do I wear? Style Boost. That shit is actually oh, yeah. very, what very is it? fucking that fire. Shit. If I got that shit in my that hair That should right be now, slicking shit. that shit all the way down. And we were just talking about edges and shit. And we just got in talking about like life and whatever. And she was like, she's an engineer. And I was like, I'm doing my podcast. And like, I've been engineering my podcast by myself. Because I learned it through like grad school at the new school. But like, I don't need to be doing that. Like it. I'm not, I mean, of course I know how to do it, but I'm not as good at as someone who's an actual engineer. And the timing and all that stuff is like, that doesn't work. So I'm so happy to have met you, Alexis. She's going to be producing my stuff. So if you guys ever need like any producing, anything engineering, whether it's music, whether it's podcasts, whether it's whatever all of your audio needs, Make sure you hit up Alexis. Yeah, this has been a fire experience for sure. What's your Instagram? They got the dope lighting and shit. They got the the sexy vibes. Okay. So make sure you hit up at Alexis Engineers. I'll definitely tag her on on all my shit, even in my bio, on my podcast, all that shit. So if you guys are in New York, it's amazing. Good vibes. Very flexible. Just chill as fuck. Everything that I need. So I'm so grateful. This is your last chance to ask me anything because I'm not doing this shit again. Who? You. You? I don't have nothing crazy. Oh, you do? What's the question, honey? Should we repeat it since they can't hear you? Okay. Okay. So my fucking beautiful, amazing engineer, Alexis Engineers, she just asked a beautiful question, basically saying that she is an engineer and she wants to know, and her boo is also an engineer. And she wants to know, how do your significant others deal with you guys being in the industry? And baby. <laughs> I've only I've only dealt with Whoa. I've only dealt with since I've been in the industry, people who were in the industry. So I've never really had to be that honest, issue. to be honest. I, had, had I wouldn't even say that I was not in the industry. I just was like extremely public figure known like back in the day like especially yeah and my boyfriend was very very chill and very very regular and that shit just did not work like it just that didn't did not work. work for y'all at all and i just always felt like i was being too much and i had to like reduce myself to like fit who he was you did that shit was weird bro and then he just felt like his ego was fucking hurt all the damn time so it just really didn't work like that. So if I was to date somebody that wasn't in, in the industry, they would have to be a solid ass, very secure man, or else like it's not gonna, it's just not gonna work. Cause I'm always around people like I don't want none of these niggas. I just want you, and I just want you to honestly know that. And like that's really all that is to it. Like, but people don't get that in their fucking head. I feel like I've consciously always dated people that were 
in the industry or industry adjacent just because I've been in this shit since I was, well, even when I was younger, but like started working in it since I was 17. So um, I've always like, I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't like to explain myself to people. I don't like ha have to want to um, tell you like, like I'll tell you where I'm going, what I'm doing, but I don't want to have to give you like backstory to every fucking step I take. So I'm just very like conscious about, okay, if I'm dating this person, are they going to understand that, you know, I may be in the studio late night because I have to be for work or I'm going to be, you know, at a show. And if I go to a show backstage that, yeah, if I go back show, backstage to a show that um, you can't come with me because, well, one, like I'm getting the credentials, but also like you can't just be in these, you know, in these people's personal space because you're a nigga that they don't know. Very if fine. you were in those situations and you were a nigga who had, you know, things to lose and and you were risking, you know, like your jewelry being around people, your your cash and all these things, you don't ever want to be put in a position where a random nigga is around. And even though you're my nigga, they still don't know you. And that's, you know, that kind of like puts them in a weird balance. So I just never, I've, I've always been conscious about that. I'm not a, um, opposed to dating somebody who's not in the industry but I also just feel like it's just easier because like I said I'm not explaining myself to no goddamn body if you don't get it baby you gotta get gone <laughs> I've honestly never dated anyone like seriously dated anybody in the industry seriously well I don't seriously date regardless well, because I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a serious ass nigga no you but oh my god I'm lying you're fucking lying <laughs> I I've <laughs> I have dated one person seriously ever okay Oh, wait. Oh, hell no. There's more. Why are you lying, bro? Okay, well, it's been serious situations. Serious situations. It has not been a relationship. There's been yeah, serious I situations. Didn't say that. I, didn't say that. I had one, like, long, serious situation, but he was in, in the industry and he understood all that shit that came with whatever. And I just dated a bunch of <laughs> Weenie Hut Juniors. <laughs> I'm to just kidding. No, yeah, they were great, but, like, you know, we'll see. That's good. That's a good I question. I don't know, sister. sister. Ooh, I know what I can do. What's your favorite song right now? Oh. Okay, my favorite song right now is Love and Loyalty by Wale. You listen to oh, that shit? baby. No. Tell me why Penny got one of them fucking... She got Love a, and Loyalty she, and then Find Someone Like You by Snow Allegra. She got a Google Home um yesterday and literally spent three hours trying to get it to play that fucking song. Love and Loyalty, and then Snow Allegra, um, Find Someone Like You. What's your favorite song right now? Um, you know, I listen to Ignorant Nigga shit, so definitely Big Drip by 504N. I be, Big Drip, <laughs> I fell in love with a, hey, 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 nigga, I got to New York and I heard that shit for the first time. I was, I'm crying. Oh my, I was going crazy. Nigga, that shit, come on, I be. Wow. That's I be hitting my little move. Yeah, the fuck? think this is they didn't put me in the damn video what's your for favorite that shit. show right now my favorite show you don't watch tv like that um but if i'm going to watch tv it's What's going to be that damn show what happened oh the 85 yeah South show. okay i um am an avid watcher of the 85 south show that's the funniest shit i've ever seen in my life in my entire existence yeah Shout out to dc young fly and chico bean and carlos, and miller. carlos miller that's just fucking hysterical is hilarious bro like, i can't even explain like why it's so the, funny the it's level of funny that you just have to like watch yeah. on youtube and just know that it's fucking hysterical go to their youtube channel and like like uh filter it by views and whichever video has the most views watch that shit because i promise you it's gonna have you in fucking tears crying that's on period period poo oh i also want to shout out lele and zaza's video oh you love I, them no i do and like i like brought them up in the office all the time like so I just love that they're making music for kids. 
And I feel like I've seen like a weird conversation happen about like, oh, like they can't rap. It's like, bro, they're fucking. They're literally children. under ten years old. What do you yeah. mean? They, like they're rapping for kids so that kids don't have to listen to like a hot girl summer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's like what the fuck they're doing. So I want to shout them out as well. They're fucking amazing. And Zaza is a fucking star. Lele is a fucking star. Lele is a Houston queen. Shouts out to the city. Yeah, shout out to Antonique. I used to work with her with the IME Foundation. Her mom. So that's amazing. Antonique is her mom? Antonique is her oh mom. Oh my God. What? Yes. That's brazy. You didn't know that? I had no clue. <laughs> shout out. Houston produces very productive best, people. Honestly. I know that's PV's thing, but shout out to Houston. We, we're the greatest well, city I mean, in the world. I mean, PV is Houston, so yeah. what are they really saying? We're the greatest city in the world. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast with Penny and Assy. And today's guest. Kellen Deanne. Hi. Okay, thank y'all for listening. Um, you can follow me at Kellen, K-E-L-L-Y-N-D-Y-A-N-N. Um, that is on Instagram and Twitter. And don't bring me no fuck shit. She has a lot of titty pics. Lots of booty pics. Well, more so titty pics. Yeah, you can definitely see my titties <laughs> on there because those are my prized <laughs> possession. Yes, they're real. Um, but yeah, they're on my page. And go check it out. Yeah, and this is the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. This is produced by Alexis Engineers. You can follow her at Alexis Engineers. And y'all, have a good day. I love you guys. Like, for real, for real. Gang. Gang, gang. (laughs)